You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, welcome to Page to Stage. A conversation with theater makers. We're your hosts. That's Brian. And that's Mary. This episode is part of our series on Chicken and Biscuits, a new play by Douglas Lyons. And it's the second half of our conversation with last week's guest. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of my favorite parts of the experience of going to see Chicken and Biscuits was the communal experience at Circle in the Square. I'm just wondering, the earlier conversations when you guys found out you guys were going into Circle in the Square, what did those conversations look like of how you were now going to utilize the space and the unique space of this Broadway theater and how it will push the story forward? Um, It was definitely like, oh, shoot, how are we going to do this? (laughs) Initially, and I would say maybe just my own head was thinking this. Um... I think the initial gift that was very apparent in Circle in the Square uh, was that when you're there, it feels much more intimate than you think. And it has built within it a communal quality 
of bearing witness to an event because when you sit in the round that what that's what it implies that an event is about to happen that we're all going to share and that you could be simultaneously inside of a story and also outside of it in a really exciting way in the round and so we knew that for a play that was a comedy that took place primarily in the sanctuary of a church we had a leg up on making sure people actually felt immersed into that experience. And then there's all the other list of challenges that come with staging in the round that we had to answer, and then staging on a budget that we then had to answer. But I think ultimately what I kept kind of pushing everyone to always think about is just everyone has to feel as if they're sitting in the best seat in the house. And so all the decisions were predicated on, is that a decision that can be opened up to as many people as possible in this space? Um, And that kind of narrows in on some of the kind of choices and the decisions you have to make eventually. Had you ever directed in Thrust or in the round before? Because, I mean, it is, it's so equitable, your staging. You know, I feel like, I, I do feel like where I sat, I was like, I felt so special, you know, it felt like I was in a great house seat, you know, I sat so house, so house right, second row, pretty Uh, dead center on that side. Um, And it really did feel like a great seat. I'm like, holy shit, like, I got a good seat. And like, we're going back, I don't know where our seats are this Saturday, but I'm so excited to go back and see it from a different vantage point. I'm hoping it's not the same area. Thank you. That means a lot. I mean, I have, I had directed in the thrust before and the round before. Um, and so there was a kind of initial vocabulary that I came in with. I don't know how proper it was, but it was helpful for me to always use this language of what's a gift for for the audience. And so for instance, in the show, we have these four pews that we use to go to different locations and the pews have a lid that opens and the lid is the inside of wherever the character is in the moment. And so I knew that an actor could be facing one side of the audience on one side of the pew and that audience be getting more access to that actor's face, but that the audience behind them would get full access to the inside of that pew. And so how could we design that in a way that wasn't just about utility, but that was actually a gift to that side of the audience. And that obviously was sprinkled into design everywhere, but that then finds its way into the staging of the the actual actors in the space as well. And the actual kind of bringing out of different choices, everything comes back to how can one gift be multiplied as many ways as possible. I remember hearing when I was like in college that when you're working in the round or with a more immersive audience that you should really be having them the actors move quite a bit is that I don't know if that's something that you've heard if that's correct or if that's something that that you feel that was important in this case well it's probably definitely something I leaned on in terms of my initial kind of staging of scenes is how to keep it as mobile as possible because it's true you want to keep it as open as you can you can't really make 
one singular choice in the round that everyone sees at once. So you need to make a conglomeration of choices that represent one uh, kind of major gesture, if you will. With Chicken and Biscuits, what was interesting was that eventually I realized you can't just rely, obviously, on people walking continuously. Ultimately, you have to lean on what is real. And if an actor needs to make a more real choice than to continue my beautiful circle choreography, then you have to figure out how to open that up for them because that has to take precedent. And I think through that, what I learned is you know, back to what I was saying originally, that I'm more interested in how many gifts can be sent out to the audience at once than I am the audience seeing one uh, event all at the same time. I'm I'm more trying to create an experience of many different opinions being thrown at the stage at once. And do you have a preference after doing this? Has this swayed your your preference a little more in terms of maybe what you might want to seek out in future projects? Or does it really just depend on the script? I will say I think that I am into um, configurations that are maybe not the status quo. Sometimes that's the round, but sometimes that's immersive and sometimes it's environmental or outside the realms of theater. I think I'm interested in experimenting with forms that are unusual because I think theater should always feel like an event. And I think that is the distinction that makes it not a TV show or not a movie. And, you know, I think a lot of people will see Chicken and Biscuits and see its potential to, to be many different kinds of things but i hope that when you're in it and you're experiencing it you're experiencing first and foremost a theatrical um experience and so i love the round because it inherently brings us into that kind of theatrical conversation um where you know no one has anywhere to hide and so it's just a a open space for imagination to be projected towards the center of the room um and so yeah I, i i love things that do that, but they are hard. <laughs> so I'm always like, dang it, I'm in this trap again. Okay, great. And in terms of your casting, I mean, some of the actors are the same from Queens Theater, and then some of them are brand new to this production, especially for the ones that were with the production previously. How do you, um, how do you articulate certain direction towards them versus the ones that are brand new to this Broadway production? Whether it be now you had ideas or they had ideas about the characters before that have shifted a little more now that there's new storytellers a part of the process. Yeah, I, I mean, I would actually say what was the trickiest part of it all wasn't necessarily mixing people who had done it with people who hadn't done it, but understanding that people who had done it have to get back to a place uh, where they were when they hadn't done it. And that is a, a, a much bigger ask, I think, than an actor in a room who is given material for the first time. Do you say that so that everybody kind of is at the same level energy wise, you know, in rehearsals so that it doesn't feel like you have people that are performance ready versus people that just got the script? Well, it just this the script wasn't done, which is a, a weird thing to negotiate when you know you've created a complete whole experience before. 
and yet it still was in process. It's so coming in being thinking that you, you know, may know more about where the story may go than it actually ends up going. Um, and if you can't actually let go of what you think you know about something to actually see what's there, we can't actually push the story forward. And so I think that the actors who have come back into their roles have had to do an incredibly courageous thing, which is to consciously forget and, and, and consciously let go of things um, that they needed to survive in the show. <laughs> and now they have to create new survival mechanisms. But it's also thrilling when you see how much it aids in the overall you know, final product. It's not easy leading anything when you're one of the youngest collaborators in the room. So do you have any advice for young directors and storytellers based on your experience doing the thing and leading this fabulous team and company? I would say, (laughs) yeah, it's a good question. Probably fake it till you make it to be crude, you know, you will just be in predicaments where you will not be the smartest person in the room purely based on years that other people have on you. I love that you just said that because Mary and I, I, I'm sure Mary, you felt this last night speaking with Twee and Lawrence when they were talking about their associates, how they chose associates that had more experience than them on purpose so that they wouldn't, they had someone to lean on in their department. And that had the Broadway experience. Um, mm. And so that it was not only them leading their department, but it was also a learning experience for them. Did you have the same thing choosing your associate? I picked an associate who hadn't done a Broadway, but I, I definitely picked an associate who could if she needed to um, and, and wanted to. And someone who I feel like um, has strong opinions and a strong vision and you know, I could feel like I could bounce any idea off of this person. So yes, I definitely want people in the room who I feel like can build my capacity. Um, so that, that, that's one, like that fake it till you make it, but then also being like, you know, wise enough to know you want to be able to then call upon X person, Y person, Adam, Lawrence, I know you probably have the answer <laughs> and, and making sure you're, you're providing space for people's gifts to shine so that you ultimately can just pick what is the show and what isn't the show, which is your ultimate job. Yeah. I mean, it also goes into like the best idea wins. So even if there isn't someone who is like the most senior in the moment, you, you, you've picked a team that you believe in, that you trust, that you vibe with. And then in that way, you're able to really, truly collaborate, you know, on those either tough calls or uncertain decisions. Now that you have become a Broadway director, do you have any other things now that you want to check off your boxes? Because, of course, once you get the thing, you know, it's never enough. You want more. And do you have any dreams now for your career moving forward? Do you see yourself going back to performing in any capacity or just trucking along in the director train? Yeah, I probably will have like a Joe Montello situation that happens. That's <laughs> um, that's admirable. Yeah, you know, so every once in a while, maybe there'll be an opportunity for me to, to, to use my instrument in that way. But no, primarily still directing. And, you know, I, I want to continue working on Broadway. Um, I want to work on a musical on Broadway. I want to 
be a part of pushing that vocabulary forward um, in the next generations. Um, I want to do TV. I want to do film. I, I just want to keep telling stories as much as I can um, and in, in as many, many ways as I can. Um, yeah, so I just hope it all kind of continues to expand and deepen. Amazing. All right. Ready to jump into the lightning round. If you could trade jobs with another member of the Chicken and Biscuits team for one week, cast, creative, crew, who would it be and why would you want that position? (laughs) I would trade places with Norm Lewis because he gets to do something pretty outrageous in the middle of the play that I just would love to feel every night. Um, and Brian, you probably know what I'm talking about. Definitely do. It's it's got to so be curious. exhilarating. <laughs> it's got to be oh, crazy. I'm so curious. <laughs> what is one thing in the theater industry that confuses you? When people do revivals and don't reimagine them, it's confusing. It's <laughs> fair. What are three adjectives that describe your ideal working environment? Brave vulnerable, funny. Is there something about your directing process that you would find unique to you? I don't know. I steal from everyone. So it's the best of all the stolen ideas from smarter people than me. That's a distinctive room that I have. (laughs) Amazing. Um, What is one hobby you have outside of theater? Oh, gosh. Seeing this is the issue. I don't have enough hobbies. I like to read. Reading is a hobby, right? Yeah. Dang, that's really boring. What, what genre do you like? Nonfiction. Me too. Yes. It's, it's all I will read. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I cannot get through a fiction book. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, nonfiction, a lot of uh, autobiographies, memoirs. It's like I could do a fictional play so easily, but mm-hmm. a fictional book, it's like, no, there's way too many words and there's not enough dialogue. Yes, I don't care about the color of the bark of the tree. Right. Yes. Um, I was an English lit major in in college. <laughs> oh no, a little part of you just died. I'm sorry. A little part, but it, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of ties in. Do you have any books or resources or podcasts that you find helpful to you in your process? In general, all the time, I really am listening to as many people who do what I do talk about what they do as I can. Um, One, to identify where there's alignment and also to see where I have my own voice and my own opinion. I'm always taking in as much art and work as I can, just in general. Um, And so I'm sure whatever I'm consuming at any given time is spilling over in some way into what I'm working on um, at a given moment. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I I just try to be a sponge. And then for our final question, which is a play off of Chicken and Biscuits tagline, um, how has this process fed your soul? Oh, yeah. It has really proven what I think we have all known to be true, which is that a room that is full of joy and full of love and full of community is a room that can withstand anything that comes against it. And the experience of working on chicken and biscuits is the experience of working with that many people that believe that to be true. 
which is not a thing that always happens. And I think it's reflective on the stage, the care that everyone has for not only the material, but for each other. As if our series isn't a big enough commercial for Chicken and Biscuits, I'm just going to go and say that I've been telling everybody to go see it because there is a feeling of being in that theater that I can't compare to any other show that I've seen recently. And and quite frankly, before Broadway shut down, I was so disappointed going to see Broadway shows. I, mm. because, And I'm guessing it's just because I see so much that something has to re- really impress me or like make me feel something. And most commercial things don't anymore, if, which is kind of sad. But there was something about the joy that you're speaking yeah. to that I was able to feel that – it just feels that way in the room. And so thank you. Thank Douglas. Thank everybody, part of your team and your thank company. You. Thank you so and much. Can't wait to experience it again this weekend. So oh, yeah. how can our listeners find you on, you know, all the social media, all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Jalen, Z-H-A-I-L-O-N. And I'm on Facebook, Jalen Levinston. Um, so yeah, DM me, uh, follow me, whatever. Let's connect. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Page to Stage. To keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Page to Stage Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we have other conversations with theater makers from Chicken and Biscuits. Check them out. Until next time. That's Brian. That's Mary. We'll see you later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.